This is why we're here. We're here just, Jesus, just to give you praise. That is the only reason we're here, is to glorify your name. And so, Jesus, we just take a moment to spend a few more seconds just praising your name, just remembering why we come, Jesus. It is you. You are the famous one that we come for. You are the holy one, the worthy one, the only one worthy of the praise from our lips, Jesus. We just declare you, Jesus, as righteous and faithful and good and kind and true. Jesus, we love you so much. Amen. All right, well, today is really special to me because I was woken up at 4 a.m., and I get to share with you about my experience. I don't share often about my personal experiences with God, um, but I was woken up at 4 a.m. this morning, and I had two angels waiting downstairs for me to talk to me about you guys today. And so it's super special. Um, God really loves you guys. He is so intent on meeting with his people. And I want you to be quick to remind him that you're here for him. That's it. We're here for him. We're not here to get. We're not here just to be curious. We're here for him. That's why he created us after all, is to bring glory to him and to the earth. So just be, just kind of position your hearts. I have some words that I want to share with you. They're prophetic words. It's, uh, if you do love teaching, you have to come when Vince speaks because he will have 54 slides up here full of information, and it's very good. <laughs> um, I don't have any slides for you, and you really don't want to see my slides also because I haven't used a computer since 2012, so... Uh, it's not my gift. Uh, anyway, so I just want you guys just to position your hearts, and, and um, I'm really excited about this. It is very rare that I see angels often, and I'm going to share with you guys a little bit because I want to start the conversation and hope around God's realm. I think the majority of Christians can somehow talk about demons or how they're getting attacked or how they feel the oppression, but rarely do Christians talk about the help of angels and how common angels are, how powerful angels are. And so this morning, I want you guys to know that in here, we are accompanied by ministering angels, and God really wants to minister to you today. And so he's releasing ministering angels to you guys today, and it's really beautiful. And so I want you to shake off any thoughts of this is weird or kooky because you'll miss out, to be frank. Have an open heart and an open mind. Um, so, you know, actually, really quick before I go there, I just want to ask, last week we prayed for healing. Did anyone in here get healed? I don't see very many people that we actually prayed for that are here today. I know one gentleman did get prayer and got healed. His shoulder, he had a torn or a broken clavicle, or collarbone. He had a broken collarbone, and that was healed. He said he had no pain when we prayed for him. Yes, praise God. Um, but I do want to touch on this, because I, I asked people to come up for prayer last week for healing. Um, it's really important that as a community, we keep going after that, and and sometimes, I've shared this 
so many times, and I'm going to keep sharing it until it just becomes normal to us. We will pray every single Sunday for people to get healed, and it takes one time for you to be healed. And it, it's just like that, that one time, and I've told you over my life, I have prayed for years for things to be healed in my body, and every single time he's been faithful to heal me. And so continue to pray and to just thank God that he already did the work for your healing. Don't try to like go through theology and figure out why you're not healed. Just say, thank you, Jesus, that the price was paid for my healing. And I'm going to accept your healing. And you just, every single day, every week, whenever it comes up, just, just begin to thank God that he's already done it. We don't need to ask why. I think the why question is really dangerous. So let's just praise him that he defeated all sickness and disease and death. He already did it. So, um, so if you do have healing that you need in your body, mind, spirit, we want to pray for you as often as you'll receive it. So we always have a prayer team up here on Sundays um, after church or after the message. So just want to plug that in. Um, and so, just before I get to the words, something that God has been really stirring in me, he's been so loud to interrupt my day and say, be quick to thank me for my goodness in your life. I was do doing a really poor, poor analogy to our math PhD um, over here, Michael. <laughs> I was trying to do math, and I don't do math very well, but... Um, but I just, I just had this picture. God kept showing me this picture of like one of those pie charts and was challenging me how many pieces of the pie are praise versus how many pieces of the pie are complaints. And he's been poking at me throughout the day saying, be quick to thank me for my goodness and my faithfulness in your life. And it's a reminder and it changes the tone of the atmosphere and it changes your ideas or your your misunderstandings about God. Sometimes we get so stuck. I love what Don was saying that we like, we grip on the things. I want to remind you that we have full power capability to let go, but it's our choice. God's not like, like going to rip us off. Like he's like, I'm, 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 I have given you the power and the authority to hold on to or to let go whatever you want. And that's his grace in our lives is that he gives us a choice. And so the choice, be quick to thank the Lord, to bless the Lord. Be quick to recognize his goodness and faithfulness. Um, when I played college volleyball, my coach was really big on this. Give credit where credit is due. And so at the end of every game, it was like a big, a big deal of telling people how awesome they did. Um, and he would have us like do like personal notes, not just like, oh, Irona, you did great. It would be like, Irona, you did great in this moment when this happened. And it was us having to take the time to pay attention to what people were doing and then give credit to them for doing that. So give credit where credit is due. The Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from God. If you have good gifts in your life, be quick to thank him because it's his grace moving in your life. Um, be quick to thank him for his rebuke and his correction. I, I'm working on that. It doesn't feel good. It's not my normal response, like, whew, thank you, Holy Spirit, for convicting me. 
I'm so happy you told me to shut my mouth. Um, Because that's usually the one that he has to tell me. Um, it's It's not a normal response to praise God for rebuke. But I want you to know that, again, that's his grace in your life so that the judgment of the Lord doesn't come upon you. It is his grace to correct you. It is his grace to to rebuke you, to convict you. It's, his, it's actually his affection towards you. Not just your protection and your safety from natural circumstances, but your protection and your safety from spiritual consequences. And I'm not just talking about like eternity. I'm actually talking about present spiritual heaviness, weight, being bound by things. So be quick to thank him for his correction, for his leading, for his conviction. Um, just invite it, embrace it. Last week, Vince talked about yielding, yield to it. Um, yeah, okay, there's the, there's, the, there's the Sophia part. That's the part that I wrote out. I'm going to share with you what the angels talked to me about. Um, if you guys, I actually need to get my phone. If you guys can turn to Zechariah chapter 3. Again, if this were Vince, he would have wonderful slides. You're welcome for changing it up in here. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. Wow, I don't know how to work my Bible app. Okay. There we go. Okay. All right, so... Let's read this verse. Um, We're just going to read this whole passage. This is a vision that Zechariah has. Um, It says, The angel showed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser, Satan, was at the angel's right hand making accusations against Joshua. Say accusations. That's so sad. Sad word. Okay, and the Lord said to Satan... I, the Lord, reject your accusation, Satan. Yes, the Lord, who has chosen Jerusalem, rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Uh, I'm just going to read the rest because it's good. Joshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the others standing there, Take off his filthy clothes. And turning to Joshua, he said, See, I have taken away your sins. Now I am giving you these fine new clothes. Then I said, There should also be, oh, sorry, they should also place a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean priestly turban on his head and dressed him in new clothes while the angel of the Lord stood by. All right. So this morning when the two angels came to speak to me, they told me that the words and accusations that are over your lives from others, family, friends, coworkers, church members, don't be that church member. For real. Don't be that person. (laughs) All right. The words of accusations are going to be judged and reconciled for you now in this season. 
Hear the Lord saying, this is the time for judgment of the Lord to prevail in his people's lives. Be quick to bridle your mouth and slow to speak. The reason I say this is because you do not want to be held accountable for what we say over God's people. Because this is the time that he's reconciling the accusations and the words that have been spoken over his people specifically. He has been watching his people who have yielded in pain. And he is... The book of Isaiah says that the eyes of the Lord watch through the earth and he watches over all of the good and the evil that are taking place. He says the judgment... He said, I've been watching my people who have yielded in pain... And I am reconciling in this season all that was lost and all that was spoken over you. The judgment of the Lord will put things back into place. He's breaking curses off of you today. Those who have been under the weight of the words and accusations, the Lord rebukes the accuser and has assignments for you. In that passage of Zechariah, we see what happens. Joshua is a high priest. Say, high priest. You are all high priests. The Bible says in 1 Peter that we are chosen, royal priests unto God. You are all priests. We are, we are clothed in priestly garments because of Jesus. But the picture of Joshua standing there was that he's a priest, but he's clothed in filth. And Satan is named the accuser, and he's standing before God, and he's accusing uh, Joshua, and he's telling God of all the awful things Joshua did. Now, I imagine that it doesn't faze, well, not I imagine, I know that that doesn't faze God at all, but how many of you have been under the weight of accusations, thoughts about yourself, maybe thoughts of what other people have said about you, things that have gone on? It's heavy, it's ugly, and Jesus says, I rebuke you, and what does he do? He puts new clothes on him, and then, we didn't read this part, but then he tells Joshua, he gives Joshua a prophetic word, or Zechariah a prophetic word, but he, he then releases an assignment. It's the same thing that happens in, in Isaiah chapter 6, when Isaiah sees the throne of the Lord, and he sees the angels, and the angels take, um, take a coal and touch his lips and say, I've purified you, and then Joshua, um, Isaiah says, okay, here I am, send me, and the Lord sends Isaiah as a prophet. When we are in the presence of God, when we're encountering the presence of God, those are the things that happen, the accusations against us, the place of immorality or the, the dysfunction in our life actually yields to Jesus in the presence of God when we choose to, but it yields to Jesus in the presence of God and instantly everything can be broken off of you. But the best part is, is he put a clean turban on Joshua, which means a sound mind. New ideas, new thought process, and a, a mind of Christ. He clothes him, and, and, and it's God, it's the, the clothing is representing their identity. In those times, what you wore, people could, you would walk around and people would recognize what you did by what you were wearing. The Pharisees looked a certain way, the fishermen looked a certain way, the priests looked a certain way. The clothing is your identity, so he's restoring your identity and he's sending you out. And so today, 
I want to encourage you guys. We're going to spend time in prayer. I'm not going to speak for much longer because of the ministering angels, what they want to do for you. But he's going to break things off of you. And he's going to clothe you and send you out. And he's super excited about it. There are some of you who have been under the weight of these words that have been spoken about you or over you for so long that you don't know really who you are anymore or how to function without those words. And what a gracious and kind and beautiful God to break them off of you today. Every part of you from your head to your toes is going to change today, and I fully believe it. Now, the key to this, to staying there, you might ask, Sophia, how are we sure? How can we, how can we do this? <laughs> Thank you, Serena. She's like motioning, like, what, I, <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> um, where, where does this happen in Isaiah 6 and in Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 3? This happens in the throne room in the courts of heaven. What does the Bible say? How do we enter the courts of heaven? Praise. Be quick to praise and slow to complain. Slow to agree with the accusations. Quick to praise. When we remove praise from our lives, I, I, I shared with you guys a picture a couple weeks ago about a vase that I saw. Like all of us have a little, uh, we are a vase. And uh, it's like we've been like doing patchwork on the vase with like duct tape, like trying to contain the water, trying to keep it on. And it's not sustainable. It doesn't work. It does not work. My suggestion to you is the reason why it's not working is because you're not staying in the courts of heaven. You're not staying in a place of praise. When you're staying in, when you're staying in a place of praise and every day, not just on Sundays, but every day praise is on your lips, you're intentionally entering into God's presence by bringing him praise, by, by engaging him and, and his spirit with what you're saying rather than engaging some other weird stuff and emotions with what you're saying. When we're quick to praise and we stay there, we stay in the courts long enough for him to actually do this process that I'm talking about. So you might ask, man, I've been like trying for a while and it seems like I'm not getting anywhere. I've been pushing and I've been trying and this season was really rough and so I pushed, I pressed more and then this season... I really want to encourage you guys to be quick to praise and quick to thank God. Not quick to question, not quick to ask, but quick to praise God. When we remove praise from our lives, we're actually dismissing ourselves from his courts. We enter his courts by praise. If we're not praising, we're not there. Um... All right, are you guys still with me? I see some people with heavy eyes, so I've got to wake you up. Um, open those eyes. I've got one more thing to share with you guys. That one was heavy. It's good, but it's heavy. But I, I really believe when an angel of the Lord wakes you up at 4 a.m. to tell you that he's going to break some things off of people, I believe it. I believe it. 
I've had it done for me. Truly, I've had ministering angels come and encounter me and things for years in my life that I could not get rid of were done like that. I will tell you this. My freedom and deliverance in that moment, although there was an angel of the Lord in front of me ministering to me, the requirement was forgiveness. I had to forgive someone. And so the the angel put that person in my mind, like showed me a picture of that person, and I was like, oh, man, I thought I did that. Oh, (laughs) doesn't feel good, but thank you, Jesus, for rebuking me. Um, And I didn't say that. I was like, "Ah, this is not fun. Just lay your hands on me, angel, and deliver me. And he's like, forgive. So... I want to tell you that the angels are here and they're going to do the work of the Lord, but our response, we really have to be a listening ear and to listen to what God is asking from us. And it's not a performance thing of how can I perform and prove to you that I want to be free. It's a yielded thing. It's a you're worth anything you could ask of me. If you ask me, to rub butter on my feet, I'll do it. If you ask me to forgive someone, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter how crazy or uncomfortable it is, I'm going to do it because you're worthy of it. And so I believe, so we will get to prayer. I really believe, you guys, that this is going to be an awesome, awesome day for some of you. I am very excited. Um, I actually think that the pastors, the leaders, we're going to do very little. We're going to let heaven's ministers do the work. Um, they're much better than we are. So that I just want to share this next word for you. I got some Gen Zers in here. I called you out before. I'm not going to make you stand up or anything. I love you, but even more so, God loves you. And this is for the church, too, because we are going to be intentional with going back to the Cal roots where this all started. Um, and we're going to be bringing that age group in here and really focusing on that. Um, on those, those college kids, young adults, college adults. Um, so I just want to share a word with Gen Z. And not everyone in here is Gen Z, but I want you guys to listen because I want you to pray for them and honor them with what God is doing. God's super excited about this generation. Really excited. So I heard the Lord say this morning, the Gen Z who have dealt with suicidal thoughts will turn into my laid-down lovers, and I will turn their abandonment into wealth. Gen Z will produce the most radical and unashamed generation for God that we have seen yet. The Lord says, I will have my way with this generation, so watch for them. So Gen Z, the eyes of the Lord are on you, and I come against accusations over this generation, that they're the ones who are going to be the most crazy in the world, who have lawlessness, but they're actually going to be the mighty ones that God uses. If they're going to be radical in one way, you know that God wins by having them be radical for him. And we know that greater is he, he, he can do, uh, just like David got 10,000 men with small army. I really feel that that's going to be what Gen Z is going to be. The impact that the people that are in Gen Z have is going to be so much greater 
than what was inaccurately prophesied over them by the world. Don't listen to the world's prophetic voice because it's not good. Um, all right, Gen Z, you good? Where's my Gen Zers? We got you. We love you guys. We're excited for you guys. We're excited for you guys to raise up in here. Um, we believe God's going to use you guys mightily. Does anyone know a Gen Zer who has struggled with suicidal thoughts? If you don't, it's okay. I'm not asking for your name or their names, but does anyone know a Gen Zer? You do, uh, Brian? Brian and Ryan and Amanda. All right, let's pray for those people that they know. Um, let's just do that. Everybody come into agreement. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your attention that is on this generation. And Jesus, we just agree with your word that those who have struggled with suicide, that you're lifting the burden, you're lifting the heaviness, you're lifting that spirit of death, that curse of death. And Jesus, we agree with life and life abundantly over these friends uh, that are friends of Joy House. And we just declare, Jesus, that they will be a part of this generation that you're calling to be laid down lovers, God, the radical people of God that will be used mightily. Jesus, we just thank you. And we just ask right now, that you would send a fleet of angels to interrupt and intercept every lie that is being spoken over them of suicide, of abandonment, of, of a lack of worth. And God, that you would intercept all demonic radar, all demonic feedback, and all demonic lies, that you would intercept that and in Jesus' name, that these kids would live and that they would know the truth. So we thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. You guys ready to party? I'm going to stop speaking. Look at that. All-time record, it's 11.30. You're welcome. <laughs> I remember the first time I spoke, it was like an hour, and I was terrified that I spoke for that long. So, all right, here's what we're going to do. I want all of you guys to stand up, please. I hope... This is why you come to church, and it's obviously not to listen to a speaker, but it's actually to encounter God. So this is what we're doing. We're creating space uh, to encounter God. He is so much better than what I could ever say. Much better than, wow, they're having, they're having fun. All right. Um, okay, so what we're going to do is I just want all of us to lift our hands, and we're going to just turn our affection towards Jesus for a few minutes. I want you to engage with God, and then um, we're going to do some more worship, and I would like for you to come forward if any of that <laughs> word went into you and you want some prayer. Um, but mostly, we're going to intentionally say, we're engaging with the Holy Spirit. And so, Holy Spirit, we love you so much. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your work in the courtroom. We thank you, Jesus, for your work on the throne, that you come and you uh, cancel 
all of the debts that we have, Jesus, you come and you clothe us in, in our proper identity, Jesus. You send us out. But most of all, Jesus, we thank you that today you came to cancel the accusations that have come against us. And so right now, Lord Jesus, we just ask that all over this room, Holy Spirit, that you would bring to the forefront, God, everything that you are breaking off of these people we tune our ears, Jesus. We are, we are quick to tune our ears to you, and we're quick to thank you that you want to meet us today. What a gift it is, Jesus. What a gift it is, Jesus, that you would come and meet with your people. We worship you, Jesus. I want you guys just to, with your own voice, just stir up an atmosphere of praise. I want you to imagine that you're getting into the courtrooms right now so that you can have that encounter that Joshua had. I have to be in the room where Jesus is on the throne. I have to be in the room, Jesus, where you are king of kings and you silence the voice of the enemy in my life. Jesus, I have to be in the room with you where you call all of the accusers into judgment and Jesus, where you release me in my identity. Jesus, I have to be in that room. And so I come, Jesus, and we say, you are worthy, you are mighty, and you are holy, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that you are worthy of every praise that can come off of my lips, Jesus, that you are righteous, that you are mighty, God, that you are loving, that you are kind. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We say it again and again and again. We thank you, Jesus. Right now, I want everybody to separate what has been going on and what has been and believe in faith that today it will not be like that anymore. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. All right. If you need this encounter with the Lord, do not hesitate. Run to this altar and praise the Lord. <laughs>